All right, everybody, welcome to another uh, chapter of Legion's Cast. This is uh, this is kind of a little special one, uh, a little addendum, a little uh, a little extra here. You know, we've been locked up in our houses. We've been we've been quarantined. We've been trying to do the right thing, and uh, so we've got a little extra time here. And it was it, we thought you know it's time to get some important people on or an important person on, I should say. Uh, Important not being my co-host today, Travis Bowles. How you doing, Trav? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watching you step all over yourself is going to be fun. I thought I was doing good. I kind of felt <laughs> like I was doing good. I think, I think when you hear it back, you're going to be like, that was pretty good. Yeah, he, he nailed it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. The real the real guest today is uh, Cornboy from the Four Horsemen. How you doing, Cornboy? Hey Steve. Hey Trav. I'm doing really good. How about you guys? We're doing great. Um, geez, thanks for coming on. Uh, we've been meaning to get you on this show since we started, but you know timelines and you know lives being what they are, sometimes it's not yeah. always easy. Um, but but I get that. We are glad you guys staying safe and. Uh... Keeping away from all the madness out there right now. So far, so good. Um, you know, it's it's definitely in our region. It's we definitely have seen cases. We've seen uh, bad situations happening around us. But I don't think it's anything like it is out by you. What's it like out by you, CB? Yeah, it's it's pretty ugly out here. Uh, New York has far surpassed any. I think they they have more cases there than any other place on the planet right now both cases and deaths and they're like 40 minutes from me and uh here in new jersey we're catching up fairly quickly um to their level so it's pretty ugly here right now but we're uh, me and the other guys at four horsemen studios are all working from home and uh you know only going in when absolutely necessary and doing what we can to keep the the wheels turning here but so we're all staying safe for now so in my opinion, in my opinion, toy designers are essential. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> um, this being well, Le- Legion's cast, and everybody listening to this is 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 uh, probably a a four horseman fan, and they probably know a little bit about you already. But just in case there's some people out there that don't, um, tell us about what you do with the four horsemen. Well, uh, I am H. Eric Cornboy Mays, Four Horsemen Studios, and uh, uh, we started the business uh, years ago when the uh, Eric Treadaway, Jim Preziosi, and I left McFarland Toys, started our own toy company, immediately started working with Mattel. And over the years, we've worked on a lot of different properties and uh, worked for a lot of different companies. But most, uh, one of the things we we're most proud of is Mythic Legions, what we're doing now. Um, as well as, as, as stuff for other companies. Um, and it's, it seems to have grown popularity and it seems to continue to grow. And we're really happy, uh, with that and we're really proud of it. Um, but what I do there now, I used to do all the, or the majority of the fabrication, like, uh, any of the, um, uh, plastic, any of the accessories, any of the articulation, uh, any of the mechanical things that go on with the action figures, any of that kind of stuff, that was mostly me. Um, Jim did a lot of it too, but he also 
uh, worked on the uh, the molding and casting into things, things like that. But now that everything's gone digital, um, I'm not digitally sculpting right now. So I don't handle a lot of that. What I'm doing now more than anything is doing design work and product, product design, product development, and um, uh, product manager. And I oversee a lot of other digital sculptors and, and people doing work for us and kind of go back and forth with them to make sure that we get the, the you know, the top tier uh, product that we've, you know, we, we've always done. Um, so that's, that's kind of me in a, in a nutshell. That's what I do. Pretty much sit at a computer all day now, which when I used to go back and forth out into the shop and run machines and all that kind of stuff, but. Now I'm a computer jockey. Uh, nice. Um, so how, how long have you guys been in business now? Uh, we just hit the 20-year mark as Four Horsemen Studios in September of 2019. Um, we were together at McFarland Toys. Jim and Eric were there before I was by, I think, a year or two. But I think total, the three of us together were there for like three or four years together. <laughs> And uh, then we uh, left to start uh, start Four Horsemen, and now we've been Four Horsemen 20 years. And for our 20th anniversary, we were planning to do a uh, a Horseman sculpture and get that released. We were planning to have had the pre-order for that by now, but with the things that are going on, uh, we've kind of had to postpone things and kind of shuffle things around. It's still going to happen. It's going to happen really soon, along with uh the other things that we had going on it's just things have gotten bounced had to get bounced around and moved around because of all the craziness so we're still celebrating the 20th anniversary just celebrating a little later than we had hoped so 20 plus years together do you guys still get along no no we hate each other (laughs) (laughs) no you know what just like we're kind of like i it sounds stupid and cliche but we're kind of like brothers and that we we love each other to death, and we spend all day, every day together. Um, but there are times when we get on each other's nerves. It's just going to happen. But we all understand that we get on each other's nerves for the best reasons. It's because of the passion that we have for the products that we do. And it's usually, if we get on each other's nerves, it's because I'm in a bad mood, and Eric comes up and says, you know what, this might be need to be a little different. Maybe you should change this a little bit. And at the moment, I don't agree with him. He's 99.9% of the time right in anything that he does. So when I do do it, eventually, the, the, the change is right. But, you know, little things like that. You know, we just fuss and get snippy sometimes when uh, we've had a bad day. But we all get along. We all love each other. And I think that's why when we left McFarland Toys, we knew it was the right decision because we had worked together there for a few years, and we just meshed so well together. We knew that it was, you know, this was something we could turn into something long term, and we have, and it's still going strong, going really well. You know, I think too, it it kind of talks about how good of guys you are that one you can get along that well together. Um, and even, I mean, you're talking about you guys have gone through your business has gone through the recession, you know, and yeah. what we're dealing with now. Yeah. And yeah. Right now, right now, like. Uh, it's scary right now. It's scary for a lot of people. There are millions of people that are applying for un- unemployment right now, and we're lucky enough to have a career where if this does affect us, it might not affect us until six to eight months from now, 
because the way we do things, we do it, you know, months in advance of when the product is actually going to be released or when it's going to be solicited. So we're going to continue doing what we do and continue to make money from that. But there might come a point where things get rough for us. It depends on how the, the economy washes out after all this is done. So we don't know yet. For now, we're doing really well, and we're excited about that, and we re feel really bad for everybody who is not doing well. There's a lot of people not doing well, so we'll see how things wash out. But yeah, for now, for now, things are going okay for us. Well, that's good. You know, I, I think too, it shows the kind of people you guys surround yourself with. You know, and specifically, like I, I'm talking about a couple of great ambassadors for a lot of your work, and that's like Nate Bart. And um, even and newly brought on uh, Jeremy Gerard. Yep. Gerard. Gerard. <laughs> Gerard. Nobody <laughs> doesn't get that right. And uh, you know, I just like those two. They're great guys, and and they're out there helping promote the line. And and obviously Nate's, you know, working with you guys on all kinds of stuff. But yeah. Um. You you know, it's like it almost to me seems like you guys just keep getting better and better. Well, I mean, that's one thing that I in particular have always done is uh, back even before I was in the toy industry, I used to play in like uh, rock bands and stuff. And I would put bands together around me of people who are way more talented than I am. And that's what I've I did, you know, with Four Horsemen. I got lucky and I joined forces with dudes who are way more talented than me. Makes me look good. And that's what we're kind of doing now. Like we've been stubborn. We've been... Um, kind of like control freaks for the last couple of decades. But there are people out there who are as talented or more talented than we are. And why not bring those guys on board and have them, you know, like I said, surround myself with people who are more talented than me or surround ourselves for horsemen with people who are just as talented we are. And in a case of like Jeremy or, or um, Walter Hagen at uh, the, um, Mythic Legions Cabal Facebook page, those guys are more passionate about this stuff than, than we are. And we didn't know that that was possible. Like when Jeremy puts articles together and, and runs them past us, he tells us things that I had completely forgotten about years ago, that this guy, I don't know where he pulls up all this information from, but he's a freaking walking encyclopedia on Mythic Legions and Four Horsemen, so... <laughs> Yeah, we're we're lucky to have been associated with the people that we've got now. And now, I mean, you guys, I mean, how how could we be any less thankful for having you guys doing Legion's cast? That's pretty cool having a a group of guys who are already well known in the podcast arena uh, putting together a a podcast about our property. That's that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, we're pretty good. Did you hear how I started the show? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> we're pretty good you, you did fine as, you did fine as long now, if pete was here pete would probably beat you over the head with your own arm but <laughs> as long as as it, it took everything in my power to not unmute myself and just give him the what for um, <laughs> i'm gonna pull yeah. back the curtain pete is pete is working his butt off today but he's like on skype with us and like watching us but he's trying to trying to keep out of it and keep work going. All right. So back, uh, back. I'm gonna go back to the back case. All right. So Jesus. He's he's working so hard that he was able to walk on camera with no shirt on. Yeah. yeah. 
he didn't have pants either, but we, we won't I, talk about that. I, I, knew I, it. I will I will say it was it was during you know Corn Boy kind of answering the same question that he's answered probably a thousand times, and I just wanted <laughs> to see if I could knock his concentration. You, know, you did so. you did a little bit. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, we prepared some questions for you, CB. I, I hope you're I hope you're ready for this. Can I go uh, first? Probably I, not. But. Can I go first because I think this one's really important. Yeah, you can go first if you want to want to uh, want to do a tra- the questions that Travis had. No, this is <laughs> this is this is the big one. This is the okay. this is probably what is on everybody's mind right Uh-oh. now. What's um, and you're not going to escape it. And I just got to ask: Have you seen Tiger King? And do you have any response to the allegations that you are Doc Antle? <laughs> well, I, I've seen Tiger King twice now. <laughs> I watched it once myself, and I turned my girlfriend onto it, and I said, you got to watch this, and, and I finally got her to watch it. She, at the end of it, she ended up not liking it. She was disappointed in the whole thing. It's, it ended, you know, the, it was crazy and fun, the first half of it, and then it kind of started getting sad and like a lot of drama toward the end and stuff and so she ended up not liking it but uh doc Antle, if i i used to have long hair but it was never that white but yeah every other aspect is true (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i I can tell you that that show would have been a lot sadder if they actually would have showed how those tigers lived at joe exotic uh his place yeah i mean even he admits it now that those chimpanzees that he had uh sent off to the reserve he really regrets having held them in captivity and i i believe he probably feels the same way about all the taggers oh yeah (laughs) taggers taggers tagger (laughs) now that we got that out of the way um travis you got you got a less, you got a less important question. I yeah, thought the I, most important question was going to be about Jim. <laughs> that's, that's coming. <laughs> yeah, CB. I I kind of what I the questions I got are, are what I did was I I kind of just you know specifically with the cabal. Um, I I've been like just monitoring the kind of things that people are asking and and I know you probably get those questions all the time too and and. Um, I wanted to just kind of focus in on some of those and see if uh, you could help us out and maybe give us just some insight. All right. So hold on, buddy. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think uh, a big one right now is is timelines on our, our last pre-order. So so that would be, um, I think all that we're waiting on right now is Arathur. <laughs> when are you going to learn how to pronounce Arathur? <laughs> Dang it. I, I thought I had it. That's all right. That's your stick. I love it. <laughs> do, do you really want him to say it right? Do you no, really? no. <laughs> no, because I laugh out loud every time. <laughs> uh, so obviously that wave, and then of course All Stars uh, 3.0, which you know that just closed relatively recently. But we also do know that usually with the All Stars, it does seem like they do come a little bit sooner because you know there's there's not so much retooling and all those things. Right. Well, um, that was exactly the plan. The plan was going to be that All-Stars 3.0 was going to come out before, between now and Aerithia. We're going to try to do another uh, small wave, possibly, between then also. Um, 
so it was going to be All Stars 3.0, which would come out sooner because, as you said, it required no new tooling. So tooling, doing the tooling process takes a lot longer than just going in, uh, using existing tooling to create these new figures and then then paint those new figures. Um, so that was going to come first, and then Aerithere. We were expecting Aerithere to finish production in July and get ready to start shipping probably in September uh, or uh, September, October, maybe we would give it, get it into the studio. Now with the coronavirus and all that kind of crap happening, um, all everything has just kind of been put on hold, especially at our factories over there. Um, they are just now starting to get back up to full speed. I mean, you guys saw the, the horse test shots. Um, we just got those in. We were supposed to have those a couple of months ago, but because the coronavirus, everything was shut down over there and uh, backed everything up. And they're just now starting to get back up to full speed. So we're waiting to hear from them on what our current schedule is, uh, when we can expect to receive those things. But I would imagine that whatever the schedule was going to be, it's probably getting bumped back by about two months for everything that we're doing. Also, like uh, the 20th anniversary uh, uh, horseman we were going to do. Uh, we were planning on releasing that in March. So I were doing the pre-order for that in March. And obviously that went, came and went because of this whole thing. Uh, I just, we just really think it would be somewhat irresponsible of us to try to do a big pre-order right now when we don't know what people's financial situation is going to be, you know, a month, a month from now, much less six months from now, we will do it once things kind of seem like they're going in the right direction and it hopefully the economy doesn't get hurt too bad we'll start doing pre-orders but i mean it's we're kind of like in a wait and see pattern on that stuff right now our factory like i said is back up to about to about a point where they're ready to go so as soon as we know anything about like what their schedule is and you know how this whole thing's going to pan out what the future of the economy is going to look like um, we can't be for sure, but I, I would say that just like all other pre-orders, we'll let everybody know at least a couple of weeks before we start to do the pre-order when it's going to be and and how uh, how all that stuff's going to go down if we do any new pre-orders. And the schedules, like I said, we're hoping to have uh, All-Stars 3 by, I think it was May, June, uh, finished up at the, at the factory. That got bumped back, so we're probably looking at July or August for that to get finished now. I'm not sure. but And I haven't been into the studio much, so one of the things I plan to do in the studio uh, when I go back in there is to talk with our production manager, Chris Garwich, and uh, get in touch with the factories and see where we are on all that stuff, where they are as far as their, their people go, if everybody's well, if everybody made it through okay, if everybody's back to work, and what what we can look at next as far as the uh, production timeline goes. And as soon as we have that, we'll put out a, a big press release, letting everybody know where we're at on all that stuff. I don't want to say anything specific or what we think is going to happen because we just really don't know at this point. It's going to happen, just a matter of when. Makes sense. It's, it's so hard, though, though, too, you know, because you're you're looking at that, and, and I totally agree with you, and I, I think you guys are doing the right thing. Um, waiting, but there also is that like people are sitting home right now wanting to spend money. Yeah, 
you know, and, and some people are about to get the, you know, a stimulus check and if that happens and, and so there's that, that balance of, you know, what's the right thing to do sometimes even what's the ethical, you know, thing, thing to do. Yeah. And I can imagine that you guys is obviously all your, your orders seem, I imagine are trending up. Like every order is bigger than the last order. They have been, I mean, all star three. I, so far, I, we haven't got all the retailer orders uh, uh, into the system yet, but it was a little bit of a drop. But we expect that with an all-star order. You know, yeah. we expect that it's going to be a little bit less. I mean, obviously, the, the new characters, the uh, uh, Dorina and uh, the uh, Lord God. It's been so long since I messed with them. I forget their names now. Uh, Lord Dragul, yeah, Lord Dragul and uh, Dorina Honoris, um, they they did really really well in the sales in the pre-orders, uh, and the other others uh, did really well too, but you know not nearly as high as Aerith, the Arathir wave. That was a blockbuster, but that's that's kind of expected for that type of wave. Yeah, oh, a whole bunch of new tooling and the horses and yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, if, even if it were just all new characters. <laughs> It would do better than an all-star. All-stars waves do well, especially uh, when we throw in characters that are from like the first Mythic Legions release and put those in there. They do really well, but they never do as well as the releases with new characters, whether it's new tooling or not. Right. Yeah. So when you know, you, I just quick quick question popped in my head. When, when you get the like you just mentioned, uh, you've got the test shots back for the horses. Uh huh. Those were like white and you know the mixed up colors usually the test yeah. shots that you guys have sold in the past they're always like dark they're like black is that is that because those are a closer to finish test shot or is yes it, okay. what happens is the the factory when they send the first test shots to us they just throw whatever plastic they have in the molds it's for us to get the very first that was the first the horses were the first round of test shots on those and there are some changes that still have to be made but that's just kind of like check the articulation and check the mold. Like we look and make sure that all the detailing is there. We make sure that all the articulation works. Now, a lot of the articulation may be loose or maybe incorrect, or there may be some changes that we need to make. But when they send later test shots, we ask them to send them all in one solid color. That way, when we can look at them, we can look at everything uniform, you know. And so that's why... The original test shots we get will somebody sometimes be crazy colors. We used to get them in like purples and pinks and oranges and all kinds of crazy colors. Just whatever material they have laying around, they'll throw into the hopper to run it through. But we specifically request when we get the the more finished versions of the paint masters that they send. I mean, not paint masters, the tooling patterns. Test shots. Uh, test shots when we get the test shots that they do them in a more uniform like gray color because it's just easier to see all the detail and everything looks more uniform nice so uh another probably what i see is one of the biggest questions people ask about is legion builders you guys uh, have referenced that you know you the plan is to have them you know up for sale again on the website yep. and is there anything you could tell us about that? Same thing as with the other things we we have we had a plan on when those were going to be released, and we I did, we still hadn't decided how we were going to announce those. 
Um, if we were just going to say, hey, everybody, these are going to be up on the site in two weeks, so get ready. Or if we were just going to – I wanted to, and I, it might be a pain in the butt thing to do, but I wanted to just throw them up there and have people be surprised when they're suddenly, holy crap, there's a whole bunch of uh, lead, Legion builders up on store horsemen for sale. And then, you know, hopefully the news would spread quickly and everybody would be able to get in there and get them rather than have it throw it up there and uh, and everybody hammer the website because they know it's coming. Yeah. Um, so, again, because of the timeline uh, adjustment, because of the coronavirus, then uh, – that's been backed up a little bit, but we're still trying to decide exactly how we're going to do that. But they're coming, hopefully before Aerothere as well. And Can then you... we're going to continue to refresh those, the ones we have on there. When we do the first release, I think we're only going to, like the first release of uh, Legion Builders, I think we're only going to do maybe six to eight of the different Legion Builders initially and see how they sell. Because we don't Perfect. know, we haven't we haven't done just just Legion builders up on the site and see how they sell, and if they do well, then we'll when we do the replenishment of the the ones that, are, that we're currently selling, we'll also add uh, more onto there and build to having all the Legion builders on there all the time. I like that. That yeah. That's kind of what you know. One of the questions I know people ask is, well, how many is it going to be? You know, and I. I we don't expect you to give us those kind of answers because we understand things change. Yes. <laughs> you they know, do. I, they yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but just to have somewhat of a general idea and, and what, where I see it a lot, you know, obviously as a, a vendor um, selling these at shows is, you know, sometimes like I'll tell people, Hey, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm selling this figure for $40. There is a chance they might be coming back around for cheaper, but, we don't know which ones, you know, right. and so I think a lot of that is, and so kind of how I've been also just telling people, I just, Hey, if you want to figure, just go get it right now. And, and you might be lucky down the road, but you know, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about like, we will be releasing Otho again. There's no question. Now, will we be re-releasing the original Otho or will it be some new version of Otho that it's it's him, but it's altered in some way. We've been discussing both ways whether we're going to do both, whether the the original Otho would never be released again, because when he was re originally released, nobody wanted him. Like he sold okay, but he didn't really sell good. Um, and that happened with a couple of the other characters too. That when they came out in the All Stars wave, suddenly they're hugely popular. And Otho, I think now, if he were in an All-Stars wave, he would blow every other character in the All-Stars wave out of the water. So we're trying to decide whether we want to leave him out of being re-released as the original Otho. That way he kind of keeps his mystique, keeps his value, keeps, you know, keeps people interested in that version. Or, and, and, and just release a, a revised version or maybe at some point release both of them again. We'll see. Yeah. He's such a great figure. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised he didn't sell as well as I thought he would. I can understand the females not selling well. And as as, as hard as it is to admit, sometimes the uh, what's considered minority kind of characters don't sell well as, like, Caucasian characters. It's just a fact. And it's it sucks, but it's a fact. And 
I really expected him to sell a lot better than he did the first release. Well, he was a figure for me that I thought he looked cool. Yeah. Um, but when I got him in hand, I loved him that much more. Yeah. And, and there's a lot yeah. of figures like that. So I think that's another part of it, too, is sometimes it's it's just the some something about how they – they look in pictures compared to how they are when you get them in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I, I thought he would have been a slam dunk in the first, the first uh, Kickstarter because we didn't get a lot of unmasked characters. Yeah. You right. Know, you know, you, you've got a lot of knights with helmets on. You don't know what they look like under that, but him, uh, you know, it's always different when you get a head sculpt, you know, you yeah. see what that guy looks like and it kind of gives him a little bit more character and, and individuality. And that's what drew me to him. So, you know, I, I got him when he first came out. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that he, as you said, wasn't wasn't your hugest seller. Um, yeah, I, I love the figure. Like the, the dreads that Eric sculpted on him, they're just so cool. Yeah. It's just a, a cool thing that you wouldn't expect to see on a, you know, a, a, an action figure in a line of knights and sorcerers and wizards and monsters and stuff. Now, could you ever see using that head sculpt on another character? I could see us using it. I mean, maybe not. It's pretty specific, but if we like the the hair that's on the back of his head is actually a separate piece. So if we remove that and altered the back of the hairstyle or something, maybe making it his brother or, or something like that, but it'll probably never be used on another character again. It's a pretty spe- specific looking head. So, do you guys try to stand a, uh, try tend to stay away? from figures that are so specific that you wouldn't want to use on another figure just no, because of no. your parts reuse? No, I mean, sometimes we design uh, characters' heads specifically for that reason, knowing that, you know, this would be a good head that later on we could use for something else. But then there are some characters, like Otho, that he's very specific and he has a very specific look, and we're like, we want this to be this guy. You know, if we ever do any other characters, like, say, in the orcs that, that – that we have the orc coming out that has the beard. Um, it's pretty specific. Not a whole lot of bearded orcs out there, yeah. so he probably won't be re. That hit probably won't be reused. <clears throat> so there are some that we just like. You know, we want this to be a very specific character, and you know, we can always sculpt other heads that that have a, uh, a a more generic look to them that we can reuse down the road. And we are going to be doing a lot more of that. We're going to be doing some head packs and some other things coming up so here's another question just I, on a roll those things are popping in my head do you guys have like maybe art that maybe eric did or you did or or, or anything that would like okay so do you know what, what sir owain looks like yes you do yes we do okay <laughs> yeah we're planning to do like on some of those the main characters that we only did helmeted versions of uh we do plan to do unhelmeted heads later on like we're if you notice with Aerithir, this is the first of a very specific wave of, you know, this this evil faction against essentially one of the good factions. More of those waves are coming, and you'll see more character-specific heads in those waves. That's all I can really say about that right now. So with that being said, then this kind of makes me – it just popped into my head. But So there, the, the chance is we're going to get a wave that will be – the vampires versus 
uh, you know, a good guys. And that might be when we get to see that vampire brute. Well, you're saying the vampires. You mean the brood of Olivia? Yeah, her. Or do you mean the... Huh? Yeah, her. Uh, I mean, what, I mean, it could... It, there there are other factions that could include vampires. True, very but, true. Yes. Our, uh, yeah, if if we do a wave that's that focuses on the group that the vampires are, are mostly a part of, yeah. then that's probably where you'll see the vampire brute finally get released. So was that was that like a decision that you guys showed it and and I imagine it had nothing to do with how how much people are into it or anything like that. You guys, but was there a plan that that was going to get released released sooner and then something happened? You're like, you know, we're just going to push it down the line. There was a uh, kind of a loose plan about where it would go, but then we kind of. It, it happened like, uh, I guess it was like a year ago. We had like a specific timeline of when certain things were going to get released and some things kind of bumped things around a little bit. And that wave that we had that release planned for kind of got moved and we moved some other, shifted some other things around. So it's not specifically that character, but it was the whole uh, storyline and, and group of characters got moved a little bit later and then some other stuff got bumped up. Nice. So yes and no. Yeah, specifically him, but his his the group that we had planned to get released with him uh, got kind of shifted around a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, we yeah. weren't just trying to tease people and just drive them crazy. When is he coming out? When is he coming out? I just it's you know things like that happen sometimes. How long ago was he he previewed that? Uh, was it when just the ogre body was revealed? <laughs> I think it, it might was. Have been. Yeah. It might have been. Because I think it was just like a an unpainted head or something that was shown originally. I, I don't recall. It, it it's it's crazy to me how deep we are. I mean, so the line's been around four years now, right? Uh twenty fifteen was when we did the the first Kickstarter. So five years. But they didn't get released until a year and a half later, so oh, very true. Yeah. So four years, yeah. Is how long <laughs> we've been out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think another big question that I, I see a lot is um, people are, are waiting on the in-stock sales from the, I think that's probably the last couple lines that were released. Yeah. Um, and I know obviously COVID we're, we're dealing with a pandemic, um, but is there, you guys have somewhat of a timeline where you think you're going to see those and then how, how are we going to see them? Well, again, that was the in-stock sale and the, the the uh, horseman figure uh, were both going to be done in March or March March into April something like that and uh, because of all that that's kind of back things up so yeah the the in stock sale is coming and we do have some other things besides just the uh, two most recently w- released waves that are going to be in that in stock sale but. I think we're going to do the Horseman release first because it's it's going to be kind of a little a cool little thing of its own, and then we'll do the uh, the in stock sale immediately after that. You know, I, it's funny people get you know really excited for the in stock sale, and I I totally understand it. But the the concept is I think people think that there's there's thousands of figures in the in stock <laughs> sale. Yeah. Um, and, and 
I always, as it starts getting closer, I keep, you know, I'll always see people, hey, I'm looking for this figure. And someone will say, well, yeah, just wait for the in-stock sale. And I'm like, yeah, so you can have your heart broken. Yeah. I mean, that's that. it's heartbreaking to us, too, because as we go on with every wave, we start ordering a higher percentage of, of extras from the factory on top of what we've ordered for the pre-orders and the retailers' pre-orders. We start ordering, uh, we've started ordering a higher percentage more on top of that. And it's still not slowing down. Like when the, the, the in-stock sale goes, everything's gone in a couple of hours at the, at the most. And I don't, you know, I don't want to now, especially since we're using a, a, another warehouse, we're using uh, Megalopolis as our warehouse. I don't want to have to burden them with holding a bunch of extra stock that we can't sell. You know, if we order a ton of stuff on top of what we've already gotten in the pre-orders and it just sits there, that'll be heartbreaking to us. So I don't know. We were told early on that it's better to have your stuff sell out and be loved and wanted than to have it sitting around collecting dust and not selling at all. And I, that's that's kind of a, a crappy capitalist way of looking at things, but it's also kind of a safe way of looking at things in that, you know, well, hopefully we'll keep interest high in it. We're not trying to mess anybody over, but we're not trying to mess ourselves over either because then that'll mess everybody over. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a quick way to kill the line. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Are we, are we looking <laughs> well, at what's next is us getting to actually go back into the studio working full time and getting things, uh, getting things back in gear. I mean, I guess our next step is going to be contacting the factories and, and sitting down with them and our production ma- manager and finding out exactly where we're at with everything. Um, things are still moving. We're still doing work and, uh, but we got to make sure that we know, you know, when everything's going to be uh, run through the factory, when everything's going to be ready to ship and uh, when we're going to be doing our next pre-order. So that's the next thing, just kind of figuring out when it, when we actually get to go back to the studio, where all this stuff's going and, and how we can keep things moving along at a quicker pace. I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm going to try to push the factories into rushing this stuff a little bit. We don't like to do that normally, but people have already paid for this stuff. You know, people have already ordered it they're waiting on it i hate to keep them waiting any longer than they they have to the factory has been getting just better and better with their quality control so i think pushing them a little bit to get the stuff out quicker i don't think it's going to hurt anything i think they'll still be able to to match the quality they've been doing i think they understand the kind of pressure that we're under and that everybody else is under because of this whole thing and i'm hoping that they'll they'll uh you know try to try to get the stuff out faster but I, I can't really say until we talk to him about it. Right. When's uh when's GCon? Normally that's in July or August after San Diego Comic Con. And once again, we have to wait and see how that goes. Now, in the past we've had everybody in at the studio and uh our studio's full of people and we were actually in the process of moving our studio when all this went down. All of our stuff is actually in our new studios now, out of our old studios, but none of it's set up. So I can't even go in to actually do real work other than pay bills right now. So 
that's kind of a mess. Hopefully we'll be able to get back in the studio and get that set up and then we can get past this whole thing and have G-Con, you know, planned for G-Con in July, like always. So uh, probably a week or two after Comic-Con, if Comic-Con even happens this year. I've just heard today that it looks like they're going to be can announcing the cancellation of Comic-Con this year. San Diego Comic-Con, I guess I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, so when that, whenever that normally is, a week or two after that is when we're planning for G-Con, but if not, it'll be a little bit later. And we do have a another big reveal and big launch planned for G-Con. We're still able to move forward with that stuff while this is all going on because we can all work from home since we all work digitally now. So, Right. But hopefully in uh, mid to late July. Well, fingers crossed for a lot of reasons. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So when you guys are developing the backstories for your characters, the names for your characters, how heavily is Travis's inability to pronounce names weighing on those decisions and how you pick out the spelling and the <laughs> pronunciation of the character names. Well, I, I'd have to ask Eric about that. Really. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll flat out say it is that mythic legions is really Eric Trudaway's baby. He's taken this thing and just run with it. Like we talked about years ago about wanting to do this kind of a line. And we first sat down, we kind of fleshed it out and figured out what it was going to be and what, what the line was going to entail. And then he just leaped into it feet first and just started sculpting all these figures and, and started writing this huge storyline about it, coming up with all these crazy bios. And Jim and I just kind of looked at each other and stood back and like said, go with it, dude. And if we have any input, we'll offer input, but it's, this is almost all Eric's baby. He's really just, I mean, he's a madman when it comes to this stuff. Uh, like when we were doing symbiotech and, uh, uh, Seventh Kingdom and Gothitropolis and all that stuff. It was all just pitching in and offering ideas and like really going to town with it. Now, uh, what happens is Eric comes up with these storylines, Eric comes up with these bios, and Eric comes up with these character names and stuff. And then we sit down, and we go over them and stuff. But it's pretty much Eric's thing. So if if he has any uh, ill will towards Travis, uh, he's the one who makes all those unpronounceable names, not me. <laughs> Can't he just name him John for God's <laughs> Bill, Frank, Ed. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Uh, it's wonderful. It's... I love it. It couldn't yeah. have, it couldn't have been tailor made for us to do a podcast on to have these <laughs> these crazy stories and things to do. Um I like it when uh when Travis tries to produ uh, tries to pronounce Arathir when he tries to pronounce uh, Necronomicus and my favorite is my favorite is mythos yeah instead of mythos he doesn't get the myth it's mythos like mythos you know well mythos or mythos either one is correct but not mythos <laughs> I, I hate to say it I literally say it in my head three times prior correctly <laughs> there just start, uh, I'm really surprised when I hear that you actually read books <laughs> <laughs> but i will tell you this i uh you know my favorite fantasy story is the, the dark elf series and and uh -huh. um and i told my kid just started reading it now he's reading it in the comic book form um so wait wait before you go farther on that yeah. the main character in those stories what is his name 
Dritz. All right. Now, how's it spelled? D-R-I-Z-Z-T. Like Drizzed. So, drizzed, not Dritz. Yeah. Is it not Drizzed? Drizzed? I, I, all the only thing I can tell you is I've watched YouTube videos with the creator uh-huh. talking about them, and I feel like he says it like me. Okay. He now, feels like, like He feels like that. that. It's not the first time that I felt like I was saying something the right way, and people are like, no. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so my, my kid is reading this this comic, and he goes, Dad, some of these names are kind of hard. And I go, oh, yeah, you just I just muddle through those. He's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, uh, so, for example, I would say, um, as the the archers came up over the tower, Drizza just ran past them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever sang a song you don't know the words to, and you just mumble through it? Travis Travis speaks a language that he doesn't know the words to. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's funny. You remind me of my dad. My dad used to pronounce robot, robart. <laughs> rhinoceros. He used to say rhinoceros. He used to have his own language. And you kind of created your own language as well. I have. I definitely have. <laughs> well, I'm glad you two enjoy it. Yeah, that's one of my most entertaining parts of uh, Legion's cast, and my wife is going to kill me, is listening to, pro- listen to you pronounce names. <laughs> I'm glad I can make you happy. Um, so, speaking of, of the, the toys and the figures, how do you how do you feel about crossing streams? Uh, you're talking about like using uh, figures from other lines together, like putting them on the shelves together, right? That thing, kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I do that. I do that with like Marvel Legends and uh, Mezco, but I've started customizing my own. Mezco-ish kind of people out of Marvel Legends, like putting actual clothing and stuff on them, so it kind of fits. But I don't have a problem with it as long as like the scales are right and everything. Yeah. And as long as like the design look is right, I, I you know like uh, I wouldn't put a Motu Classics uh, filmation style He-Man next to a Mythic Legions figure. It just doesn't doesn't match. So if the scales and, and the, the styles are are somewhat right, then I'm I'm okay with it. I know Steve has a huge problem with it, but I I have I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, I need a couple of Xanax just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it, it's funny to me because um like I perfect example I had uh okay, so I want you to think of this. Um um ego from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So that Kurt Russell, you know, the great likeness in his face, you know, they use that scan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, like, I, I really liked that that head, and I was like, you know, I could take that, and I, I love Kurt Russell. They just, I've always been a fan of him in movies. Um, and I'm like, if I take a, a cloak, like either something from Lord of the Rings or um, which I'm probably actually going to use is going to be the Snoke, not Snoke. I'm sorry. Um, who's, uh, Steve will know this. Who's the bad guy in Harry Potter? Oh, uh, the he should not be named. I can't say Voldemort. It. Voldemort. 
Yes. Okay. There was just a toy that came out of him, and I'm like, yep, yeah, taking that, taking that, uh, that cloak right off him. Get rid of whatever that figure is. And I'm like, so if I put that on my Kurt Russell, I'm like, that looks like a wizard. <laughs> and I say yeah. this to Steven and and our buddy uh, Hobby Lobby, Chris uh, Middlecamp, and they both look at me and go, no. <laughs> no. You're not. Well, you know, I mean, that on if show. it looks like like a wizard, that's fine. But you're talking about putting it in with the Mythic Legions figures. Yeah. Would the scale work though? He's little, but yeah, a, a wizard could be little. <laughs> yeah, but yes, it could. His his head would his head won't work. Mythic Legions have, I mean, they have bigger heads. Yeah. You put a True. Legends head on it, it just looks odd. It looks like somebody head shrunk them. Yeah, I have yeah, a lot of problems with the Marvel Legends heads are smaller than a lot of the uh, uh, Mezco 112th Collective heads, so I won't use those heads as, like, head swaps on bodies specifically for that reason. You'd, you'd do better to have, a, like, a Masters Universe Classics head. Some of those, you know, and some of the, like, I just found uh, Darius, which is a late figure in the line of, of Masters Universe Classics. His head, which looks a lot like Fisto... That I was thinking that might actually work with legions. You do you remember that one, Eric? Yeah, yeah. You're shaking your head no. No, no Travis? Travis. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Why are you shaking? I your have head? No. no idea what you're talking about. I have to admit, I I forget completely forgotten the character until Steve just brought it up, and I remember yeah. it now. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think like for me the, the the easiest example is like using a Jurassic Park raptor and putting, like, I've got, I've got, um, uh, Nubnik is riding on one and, nice. uh, and I love it. You know, I, I don't I, have a problem with that. Yeah. That's I just, cool. I love that, you know? And, um, so I, I feel like there, there's some fun interplay between the lines, of course. And, and I do agree with Steve. Um, you know, some of it, it just, it doesn't work. And I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I agree on the Marvel Legends standpoint. They're, the heads are just so small that, the only bodies they really fit on is like that 2.0, you know, size um, body mold. So, you yeah. know, and, and, and even even some of that is a stretch, but but I think you can I make have, it. Yeah, there he is. I like that head. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good scale for Mythic Legions, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a, an orc that I, I took an orc head and put it on the uh, Blood Knight body. That looks really cool. And uh, put it on the back of a uh, Triceratops model kit that I have. Oh, nice. So he's riding a, or a, skeleton, a skeletal Triceratops. So he's riding a Triceratops skeleton. Looks pretty cool. Oh, I, don't mind, I don't mind switching lines. As long as the, the scales look like they match up okay, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think scale is the, the most important part. Anytime right. I see something where the scale's off, I'm immediately drawn to that. Yeah. You know, that that just doesn't look like it works. And yeah. of course, some some toy lines do it to themselves already. But yeah. Um, like the new new McFarland DC stuff is seven inch scale, I think, and it's a little big. I, I like I actually got the uh, I don't know what it's called Hellbat, the yeah. Batman in the armor suit. He's a really I mean he looks cool standing next to the the uh, other figures that I have in the DC lines. Uh, and since he's a big robot dude, it fits. But otherwise, like the Superman and Batman stuff, some of them are nice sculptures, but 
not interested just because the scale is off from what I'm normally collecting. Yeah. Have you yeah. has, has Fort Horseman ever done work for McFarland since you guys left? No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. No. Is there any bad feelings or it's just? No. Uh. Uh-uh. It wasn't like when we left. Uh, not with Todd himself. Like Todd, we didn't really have a whole lot of connection with him as far as that when we were working with the design uh team over at mcfarland toys um in bloomingdale new jersey and you know todd would pop in every once in a while via telephone or whatever just to and and like faxing back then you know just to like do design alterations and stuff but he didn't have a lot of direct involvement with the the design department other than like the head guys there so, you know, the, we've talked to Todd quite a few times since then. Super cool with him. The people, the design team, we've we've run into some of those guys since then. We're still still on good terms. We weren't really on good good terms when we left there. I don't think they were terrible happy terribly happy that Jim, Eric, and I decided to go off and do our own thing. But I think they got over it. It's not. It wasn't that big a deal. They hired a bunch of other people and they kicked butt from then on. So, yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, Todd just launched that, uh, was it, Spawn figure yeah. on Kickstarter? Yeah. Already broke a million in a couple of days. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. You know, it's so funny, too, because I I would not even have considered backing that because it, it, it's weird to me to think about, a, a, you know, just like Hasbro doing HasLab. It, it, it's yeah. weird to me um, because – they're a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so it, it's strange for me to, for them to do something like that. But, but I also understand the business side of it, but I, I really was not interested in, and, and I love spawn. Like I was buying you guys's, you know, earliest uh-huh. work, you know, I loved spawn. And, and I'm like, originally when I first heard about it, it sounded like the scale was going to be more like six inches or maybe even five. Yeah. Um, but then they, you know, fixed that and went to seven inches. And, and Steve, of course, sent me the picture and goes, look, it's seven inches. And, of course, I just went and backed it, you know. And, <laughs> but it was it was a little bit of that nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. You know, it I was. Well, I mean, he's, he's doing, I mean, obviously, um, they're considered a, you know, a major toy manufacturer. But, uh they did it because he, he was saying that uh, the spawn stuff, you know, there's not a whole lot of brick and mortar places to release that stuff anymore. You got Walmart, you got target, maybe Walgreens and not a whole lot more. So I, I get why he's doing that because a lot of those places don't really know who spawn is or want to collect it. So it's even though he's doing the DC stuff and he's done halo and uh, all the, the major, you know, the sports stuff that they did, and all that major stuff, Spawn is is still like a very independent thing, and so I could understand why they would need to do it that way. Which makes sense too. Yeah. Now he does. I saw that. I saw an interview. Maybe that's what CB saw too, with him talking about it and saying that stuff. And it, it does make sense when you when you put it in those terms. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, so, you know, like like Mythic Legions, getting back to Legions cast, like Mythic Legions, it's a, a Spawn is still very independent, even though it was in major stores and stuff. It was not like the big, didn't have like the big Marvel Legends section or the big DC Comics section. So 
it's still a very little, very independent thing. So him doing that well with it, that's that's pretty cool. I like to see that. And that and that is the interesting thing. He launched that during this pandemic. Yeah. And yeah. obviously people came out with money. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's one of those things where I, I do feel like it's it's a balancing act, and you know, and really what to do. Well, us lunatic toy collectors usually don't make the best decisions either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Boy, is that true, man! Oh, which, man. Which is so funny. I was lot. gonna say that. I was gonna say that, that that if if you guys right now put an, out another Aerithor wave that was you know ten figures deep or whatever it was, yeah, me, me and Steve would line right up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I also oh. understand. We're not the people that are sitting there looking at the order form online and, and, and only picking the three that they can afford. Right. Yeah. You know, and we, we, because we're not like that, um, uh, we, we forget about that. There's a lot, there's people out there that that's how they got a shop for these. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I'm not saying we're rich or anything like that. Most of it is we're just um, very dumb with our money. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want those toys. <laughs> you you got anything else, Trav? No, I, I think I hit a lot of the, okay. the the questions I want to ask. Of course, um, I imagine after this comes out, people are going to say, "I can't believe you guys didn't ask about this." Mm, um, of course. Yeah. I, and I think I the only thing the other thing that I would bring up would be those. Um, you know, the, the little teases you guys have been showing on uh, your oh, Instagram. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me what they were. Nah, you know, I, I, I think I, I've seen a lot of people hit the nail on the head what they are. So we're not, we're not going to say yet what those are. But it's fun to do little teases like that, uh, you know, just kind of ahead of the, the pre-order form or release just to keep, you know, people buzzing about them. But. A lot of people have guessed what they are, or at least what they're part of. We still haven't revealed everything yet. Nice. Well, I guess that brings it down to my, you know, the question that's closest to my heart. Um, you were there, Cornboy, on on that day in at PowerCon last year um, when, uh, when when me and Jim had our altercation. And I, <laughs> And, you know, I'm talking about a guy, you know, this, these are two people that I would assume are very close to you, Jim and me. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just got to ask you, you know, I, I really, you've, you've probably heard me. I really want to repair that relationship with him. What, what can you tell me? How can I, what can I do to, uh, to get him to embrace me as a, as a, as a friend and, um, you know, just somebody he really trusts okay learn about uh old exotic cars a lot about old exotic cars and uh learn a lot about girls lacrosse if you talk to jim about that then uh actually no no sorry steve he's never gonna love you dude <laughs> you screwed it up he's done with you you messed it up man but you know what don't feel don't don't take it personally because jim doesn't like anybody so it's okay <laughs> You know what? That... I respect your opinion, but I'm not giving up. 
I'm, I'm going to do it. He's going to call me a friend. I tried to get him to listen to the this podcast, the My Wife is Going to Kill Me podcast, just so he might be able to to understand where you're coming from on things. And he just, like, gives me a shitty look. A crap, <laughs> sorry. Crappy look, turns around, walks away. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine what's going through his head. <laughs> when I'm in my 60s, I'll be writing a book. My, it's going to be called My Friend Jim. all right are you italian steve no polish oh forget it then (laughs) but i probably could convince him i am you know bishadi you know yeah bishadi yeah Yeah, just pronounce it right you just forget even the bishadis yeah so all right well um geez Thank you for for coming on with us and uh, shooting the shit and answering some questions. You're welcome. Thank you. It's good being on here. I always have fun with you guys. Yeah, likewise. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll catch up with you soon. Hopefully, we can get you on uh, over at my wife is going to kill me soon and uh, sure. yuck it up a little. Um, I ain't doing nothing but sitting home now anyway. So there you go. Just let me know. There you go. So. All right, uh, all you all listeners out there, hope you enjoyed this. It's just a little add-on, little episode, and uh, I'm sure it probably made all your dreams come true. So <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right, take care. <laughs>